In this episode, our Twitch streamer series continues as I'm joined by my friend Silence Knight to talk about online communities, the games he grew up on, fitness, dealing with social anxiety, and being part of an acapella group. And it's happening right now on The Geek Generation. Hey everybody, welcome to The Geek Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan, joined over the internet by one silenced underscore night. How are you, SK? I'm doing well. How are you doing tonight, Rob? I am wonderful. Uh, we are continuing our Twitch streamer series by having SK here. Uh, as you guys know, Twitch is a whole new universe. Well, not new at this point. I think I've been casting for about a year or so. But um, we are having more and more streamers on the podcast because I find it just fascinating as hell. Uh, I'm having on first people that I consider my uh, bestest internet friends. Um, it is so. Here's here's the first thing that I want to bring up right away because I don't know what your internet experience is compared to mine, but I have never had up to this point a group of like internet friends that I met and formed as a group purely through the internet without knowing uh, each other at all first. Mm, that's interesting. Okay, so actually. Um... First of all, thanks for having me. Um, so for me, this is actually not my first experience. Um, this is actually, I would say, I would quantify it as like my second ex- second experience. Um, I did have through a fitness website called Photography, another group of family. Mm. Actually, some of the people who have came over to Twitch came from that family. And we, um, over there, we sort of met through a um, through the site and then moved to sort of a music type cam type room where we chatted and we sort of built these really strong bonds. I think that was my first experience with um, internet family. And I think that's the thing that opened my eyes. And when I came to Twitch, I realized how strong uh, bonds could be and actually how, um, you know, how I could use that to build a a strong family over here because um, that, that family sort of, you know, died down maybe a little bit. And it was nice to come into an area where I said, this place is perfect. I'm meeting such great people. This is, this is it. This is, this is, this is, this is what it's all about. And I think that that's kind of the attitude I actually wanted to bring to Twitch when I came was sort of, um, you know, uh, make these connections with people, uh, which, which seems to be something that really drives my soul, to be honest. So when you were, when you were building that group overall, was it photocracy you said? Yes. Photocracy is a fitness, uh, gaming type fitness website. Oh, nice. It was. So when you were over there and you were, uh, kind of building that community over there, at what point did Twitch enter your consciousness and be like, Oh, that is a logical move for me to go over there and do that thing. Um, I think I honestly Twitch the way Twitch. So, so a little backstory on me, uh, the way Twitch came about, um, you know, I just I just kind of heard about it uh, through the grapevine, as you, as you would say, and uh, it, it sort of came up and I saw it. it was this thing that I started sort of peeking in on people and seeing what was going on. And then uh, one day, uh, Chris, my friend Chris, I think he's actually here tonight and um, Lily, um, I, I told them, I was like, look, I'm going to start I'm going to start streaming. I'm just going to do it. And so at first it wasn't really a community thing per se. I think it was more I saw, you know, this this sort of this fun group um you know, this fun thing happening. And I said, Hey, I'm just going to give it a try. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as, as soon as I did, and I saw how much fun I was having. And then when people started coming by and saying, hello, I said, Oh my God, this is, this is great. You know, I can just hang out with people um, that are like me because, you know, in, in real life, it's sometimes hard to find, you know, it's a big freaking world. Sometimes it's hard to find people that are, that have similar interests and um, just, just like the same type of things as you. And so when I got to Twitch, I, I thought, okay, this is it. I mean, I, I'm meeting people, that are not just checking check marks one, two, three, and four. They're, they're, they're the whole deal. You know, they're the whole package. These are really great people, um, which really opened my eyes. Um, really, <laughs> sorry for future people, but it really set the standard on what, on what uh, other human beings should be to me, to be honest. Wow. Wow. So yeah, uh, statement, huh? <laughs> one of the things that I've noticed, and I, I, I meant to say this up top, I think this particular episode is going to be funny because we've commented so many times about how we are two like minded individuals. We have like similar over analytical mindsets. And uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I feel like I'm going to be talking to myself in, in many ways here. But um, how then uh, does does the community on Twitch, you said it, it brings in people that are like minded. Uh, how do you think the the medium fuels that kind of ability to surround yourself with people who think in a similar manner to yourself. Well, that's interesting. Um, 
you know, so far I've talked about Twitch as sort of this really great thing. And I don't think it's a hundred percent that, you know, sometimes there are communities which maybe don't lend themselves to that type of ideal. I think, I think what happens is, is that whatever your type of community, whatever your type of people, they're going to find you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the people that stick around and the people that want to be close to you are the people that are like you or the people that appreciate the type of person you are. You know, you run into your set of trolls and you run into uh, other things. But I think what, what's, what ends up happening is, is uh, like minds flock to each other when it comes to a place like Twitch. And since there's so many people on it, what ends up happening is you end up getting a community filled with people that um, appreciate what you do, appreciate you as a person. Um, and you know, you guys sort of have this mutual love for each other that grows, um, which is really great. I, so I think, I say, I think it's, I think maybe it's the, 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 how broad the medium is not necessarily, uh, at first, you know, what the medium is itself, but really how broad it is and that anybody can sort of find what they're into, find that little, uh, area that they're into. And then from there, I think it's just the fact that, look, I'm, I'm a certain type of person, you know, I'm, I'm a, um, I'm. I'm a guy in his twenties who um, likes video games. Didn't didn't necessarily find his place in the world until he got, you know, till a little bit later in life. Um, and, and Twitch has kind of become a place in the world for me. Um, I'm finding these people that understand the same things that I understand, uh, feel the same way I feel about things. Um, not in a in a closed minded um, type of way, but just in this. Uh, I don't know. It's almost like this 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 real. Uh, human like mutual understanding for each other which is really great I've, I've met several people like that and it's been it's been wonderful it's really been wonderful so when coming into streaming uh you had mentioned being a gamer prior uh how how, how big was gaming in your life prior to streaming oh man i've been i've been playing games a long time um i think i i think i remember the first video game i ever played um I couldn't tell you the exact age but you'll know by the game it was the regular nintendo uh legend of zelda the original legend of zelda um, I used to play that game nonstop all the time. Yeah. I just, I was so small. It was back on a small little TV that my parents had. And I, one Christmas they got me a Nintendo when I was, when I was little. And um, I, man, I, I must've played that thing nonstop. It was all I did. Um, and from there, it just, it just kept going. You know, I think I, I was a console gamer for a long time. Uh, you know, my next console, I remember I cried the Christmas I got a super Nintendo because I was so happy and they got me Yoshi's Island. And I played that thing until I don't even remember what time in the morning it was, but I had so much fun. Um, and, and ever since then, it's just been, it's just been gaming. Uh, gaming has always been sort of a Zen, a Zen like thing for me. It's been a place where I, I find peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if a lot of people know this about me. A lot of times people, um, a lot of times people will catch me gaming alone and, um, I don't know what they think about that. I sometimes think maybe I'm not playing with them. Maybe I'm doing this. Gaming is always been a Zen thing for me. And so sometimes when I need uh, peace or I need space or I need anything, uh, I go to, I go to my games and I, and I, I sit and I think, and, um, or I don't think I turn my brain off, you know, whichever mm. it is. And, and that's it. So it's always felt like home to me. And I, I guess it's become a big part of my life in dealing with my problems and, you know, maybe hiding from them if I need to, but in a constructive way. It's just one of those things that you find that kind of centers you that you can come back to. Yes, absolutely. It's always, there's been two sort of things in my life that I've always been able to center and come back to, which would be music and then would be gaming. Those are the two things that I think I've always used to center myself when, when I needed that, um, that sort of inner peace uh, with things that are going on in my life or, or things that I need to think about. With gaming being so personal to you, then what does it become when you start streaming and you start sharing that? with other people do you now game differently when you're streaming or uh, are you making different choices about your games or is there a certain vulnerability that comes with sharing particular games with the community so that's that's kind of an interesting question so i'll I'll try to attack in a couple different ways um so when it comes to certain games uh there's one that i had a little trouble with in my mind for a while which was uh some of the final fantasy series especially final fantasy 10 and 8 and streaming those type of games because I think, um, first of all, those two games are some of my most favorite games um, of all time, if not my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. And um, it feels a little intimate and a little personal to share that game with people, I guess, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, because it's, it's, I still get chills when I hear some of the, the musical scores from those games, even if some of them are very 8-bit sound. You know, Final Fantasy VIII's music score is, is a little old, but it, it, it's still like chills every time, you know, hearing some of those songs. And so for me, in that sense, that was a little intimate and, and hard to share, but I did end up sharing a little bit of that. Um, and then when it comes to when it comes to other games, um, 
Yeah, I think I think I play a little different. You know, you sort of get, and this this actually is a good point related to this podcast. You know, uh, I think some you guys are seeing me in a little more of a vulnerable state right now. I'm a little nervous, a little anxious. You probably can tell um, when I'm when I'm casting. There is, you know, I try to be myself, but there is such a thing as caster SK. Mm-hmm. There is a person who comes out with high energy who puts himself in a place where he's not vulnerable, who 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 puts himself in a safe space and a comfortable space. Um, so that no matter what happens, everything rolls off me and nothing bothers me. Um, I think a lot of people don't get that sometimes. And I, and I, and I try to share it every now and then, but you know, there's, I'm not afraid to admit it. There's an insecure person in here that, you know, has to sometimes when it comes to gaming, set up a, set up a little bit of a, a hard exterior. And so there is a, there is a little difference in the way I approach games and I approach, um, talking about my gaming, um, than necessarily the, um, the gamer who sits alone and, and has sort of his insecure thoughts rolling through his head when he's playing uh, at late at night, you know? Mm. Um, and so there, there, there definitely is a, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what you want to call it, but there's definitely some, some security there in the way I, I, I broadcast versus the way I game. Um, there's by something with being in about being in control of the interaction. You're the one setting the social tone and therefore. Exactly. Exactly. When I'm setting the tone, I'm, control i i can i can stay on top of every situation myself um personally um but with something like this right now i'm i mean first of all i'm in your i'm in your format and i'm you're asking me questions and i'm i'm not safe but and and that's okay too it's just Mm -hmm. it's just different than than casting which is which is a very uh controlled environment for me and and in a more comfortable environment for me has there been uh, a particular game at this point that you've um that has kind of come unexpectedly to you as something that you were just playing and all of a sudden hits you on a, a very emotional, vulnerable area that you were like, oh, and it almost knocked you out of like caster mode. Um, I think some of the the more indie type games that we played have done that. Um, there's been a couple moments. So one of my favorite games, Talos Principle, has a couple moments later in the game when they deal with some hard philosophical topics um, about um sort of what it means to be a person and the passage of time and, and death and stuff that there were a couple times listening to some of that. I don't want to spoil too much for people that play this a couple times listening to some of the audio logs. Um, there were several audio logs that really cut me on a personal level. Mm. Um, aside from that, um, life is strange. I think everybody has maybe messed yeah, around with that yeah, game, yeah. but there's certain, there's certain moments. I think there's a, probably a clip out there somewhere of um, when I was dealing with one of the characters. And again, I won't spoil anything, but there's a, a certain character, Kate, and a situation with her um, that when that situation happened, I looked at my face in the clips and I'm like, Oh my God, you were way too vulnerable there. That was actually you, you know, you, I was so shaken emotionally that I could see that there was no like tower there. There was no wall. I was being myself and I was feeling raw, like cut emotion. And I gotta be honest, I felt a little nervous after that because that was a little earlier in the game. And I, I um, felt a little nervous about, um, you know, proceeding with the game, knowing that I would be playing from a vulnerable state sometimes. So uh, I think those are two pretty good examples, but I think a lot of times they come with, um, it comes with the more indie style of game that Tortoise mm-hmm. sometimes surprises you with how, uh, the, how high in emotion it can be, the, the sort of the levels of emotion in the game. You talked too about uh, the philosophy aspect of Talos Principle and like analyzing and uh, looking at that. What is it about? I know you're a, a guy that enjoys philosophy and the the deeper thinking. What is it about your personality, or what do you think that comes from? That desire to really pull things apart and really analyze them. I I don't know. That's actually a really meta question. I don't think it I've is, ever like it? where where <laughs> where does my desire for philosophy come from? Please analyze um, your desire to analyze. Well, here we go. I'm going to I'm going to answer this when I've never even thought about this question myself. Um, I think I think it comes from a place of vulnerability, honestly, actually, just right on the topic of vulnerability. I think that a lot of times when you feel insecure in your world and you feel like you don't understand um, things that are going on, you can you can do a lot of you can do a lot of you can go a lot of different paths with that and, and figure out how to handle that. Um, you know, there's a lot of hard life topics, you know, being being. Um, mortal creatures that we have to deal with. And um, I think sometimes you can, you, like I said, you can handle them in different ways. And for me, one of the ways I handle them is I think, well, so what, 
what can I do? What can I do with some of these 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 hard topics or these hard questions? Oh, well, I can I can use that brain I was born with and, and sort of analyze them. Maybe not in in a negative fashion, but sort of take some of these these interesting topics and start to break them down into little pieces mm-hmm. and sort of figure out the world and, and and why it ticks. And maybe not necessarily why it ticks, but how it could tick. You know, the the potential of how it could tick, which is a lot of philosophy. It's not always exactly what things are. It's it's sort of just analyzing things as they could be. Or, or as they might be. And um, so I spend, uh, I spend a lot of time doing that. And I think it, I think it's a, a, I think it's a little bit of a security blanket for me because it, I feel like if I'm understanding things, at least I'm that much closer to understanding myself um, and understanding um, who I am and, and what life is, even if I'm completely wrong, it gives me that sense that I'm learning something. About, do you think, do you think understanding is also a, a way of framing the control in the same sense that you're less vulnerable when you're casting and being in control of that? If you can understand, therefore, you're maybe in a little more control of the the information and that makes you more secure. I think you I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, if I if if I don't know if I if I don't know anything, then I don't know anything. And I, and I, and I feel insecure in that fact that I don't know anything. If Mm -hmm. I, if I at least make an attempt, if I, if I grasp at knowledge, then at least I have knowledge, at least I have something that I can say, well, you know, it's possible that this, or this is, you know, and I have something. And and if nothing else, it's like, like many of life things, uh, if you're of a certain philosophy, it's, it's a good distraction for yourself. It, it, it takes you away from some of the harder questions Mm -hmm. because if you're, if you occupy your mind, then, uh, there's less time for some of those anxieties to creep in. And I think as a person who suffered from general general anxiety disorder, um, being able to uh, being able to put things aside sometimes out of my mind is a really healthy thing for me. Not not in, in an avoidance type of way, but just in a, well, I have other things to do. I don't have time to think about the anxieties because sometimes an empty mind can be a, a loud mind. Sure. No such thing as a uh, blissful ignorance for the overanalyzing mind at all. Indeed. Indeed. Um, well, then in, in that same thing, you just mentioned uh, someone who's dealt with general anxiety disorder. Um, is that it, it, when you say general now, I've, I haven't been diagnosed, even though I feel like I have some sort of general anxieties as well. Uh, do you feel those are more related to any specific thing like social or I mean, is it truly general? Um. It's general, but I tell you what, I do have a pretty strong social anxiety. You guys might not know that for me, but again, casting is is safe for me because I know how to handle casting. Like I said, there is a caster SK in the sense that I, I, I put that at, that sort of uh, tower on myself. So um, I do have a gen- I do have a social anxiety. Um, I have trouble sometimes um, going out and meeting people or doing things. Um, I I saw this uh, this funny comic one time where the the character. Um, his friends call them on the phone and say, Hey, we're going out tonight. And the person says, Oh, I've got things to do. And they say, okay, maybe next time. And then you see them later and they're just sitting at home alone watching TV. Right. And that's the kind of, that's that actually, I think I got a little choked up about because that's exactly what it feels like. You don't, you just feel so like I, so scared and so anxious about, about meeting people sometimes and doing things that you are like, I'm just not going to do these things. I'm going to just stay here where I'm safe. And, uh, I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily the healthiest thing. And and I've tried to force myself out of that. I try to force myself to do things and I found certain techniques or certain activities that I can do to, to make myself do things over the years, um, which has been good. But I, I would say that social is one that hits me pretty hard. Sometimes um, you'll find that there's been a lot of things that I probably should have gone to uh, meetups, hangouts, even going to my buddies just for a weekend, somebody I see every day mm-hmm. and I, and I press turn it down because I just feel really worked up over it. And I just don't, I just want to hide away. Does streaming ever become uh, a good excuse to, Oh, well I could just stream and that's productive because I'm working on building a community and therefore I don't have to go do the social thing because I'm still doing something productive but it's a great excuse not to do the thing that I have anxiety about. It used to be. Um, and I say that because as I've grown a little bit, there's more people that come out and now it's becomes more of a social type feeling thing. Mm. Um, sometimes streaming can be a source of anxiety for me. I had, I don't, I'd hate to admit this, but I, I I'll be honest with people. I, I think there's been a couple streams where 
I let social anxiety get the best of me. I mean, I, I, I wanted to stream, but then I didn't want to stream, not just because I, I, I felt anxious about coming and seeing everyone and talking to everyone. And I just, I, I was, I was getting like worked up and, and freaking sweating about, about streaming, you know, because I don't know what it was, you know, I just, I just had that anxiety to me. Like, I, Oh God, I, I don't want to go live. Like I'm sitting there literally hovering over the, over the go live button and I can't do it. I've just, I, I, I just, I, I'm just going to lay in my bed and, and watch some TV. I, you know, I, and, and there's no reason for that other than I, I just feel this sort of this tugging internally. It's, it's that, that feeling of social anxiety. Mm. Um, and it makes it's, it's, it's struggle. It, it's actually makes me struggle to be consistent sometimes with, with streaming, especially as of late. Um, and, and I've been working on that. Have you been able to identify certain things triggering that social anxiety or is it really just kind of an irrational anxiety that just comes out of nowhere? It's always irrational. I'll tell you, I, I have certain things in my life. I actually had some anxiety today. I had a really bad day worth of anxiety. Um, I have some things in my life that I'm very confident about sometimes, like in the front brain. I'm very confident about. I'm very, you know, I feel a certain way about this. Um, several things, actually. Uh, and then I had an instance today, actually, where all of a sudden, no matter what I told myself, I couldn't escape this feeling that I was having. Um it was just tugging me back as much as I tried to logic that feeling away, it wouldn't go away. That's the worst thing. And I don't mean to make this a, a talk about anxiety, but I think that's the worst thing about anxiety is that it, it it's illogical, especially mm-hmm. for a logical brain. It's illogical. It doesn't make sense. And, and no matter how hard you yell at yourself, it doesn't go away. It doesn't matter if you tell yourself it, it, it's stupid and doesn't make sense. It's still there. And I, I found that was the most frustrating thing. And has always been the most frustrating thing about anxiety is 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 being able to make something like that um, go away. Uh, so as to not make this a conversation purely about anxiety, uh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you you had mentioned earlier too that one of your other kind of centering things outside of video games is music. Um, aside from music being an element of video games, do you see any other parallels that draw you to those things, or do they satisfy different emotional needs for you? They satisfy different emotional needs for me. Um, while they're both escapes, gaming, gaming gives me a place to think. Music gives me a place to feel. Um, I listen to music to give me sensations. I, I, I always want to check sometimes if I have some kind of borderline slash synesthesia uh, because I can feel music a lot of times mm. in my neck, in my ears, in my back, in my legs, um, running up my chest. It's really weird. Um, and certain songs more than others, but I, I, I have always um, felt music, music makes me feel it's, it's, it's the thing that pumps me. It's what, it, what's, what keeps me going. Um, so like I said, gaming is sort of this escape into, I can be alone. I can think, I cannot think music is, I want to feel something. And I don't know what that might be at the time. I listen to a lot of music. So it, it may be that I'm sad. It may be that I'm happy, but I, but I want to either, escape a feel or I want to indulge a feel. And so I, I think that that's, um, I think that that's sort of where, where they come in. It's more of a thinking versus feeling type thing. It's, it's something I'd say it this way. Gaming is for my brain. Music's for my soul. How about that? Hmm. Are there any particular uh, artists or songs that are go-to things when you're in a certain mood? It just, you need it. Are you just talking specific artists, artists or songs or anything? Um, I have a couple songs. There's um, there's this one mix I have that I don't really share with anybody. Um, and it's a list of songs that makes me feel like I'm flying. Um, I I I I call it like proof of the divine, which is such a cheesy term, but it's like this. It's almost like this music that makes me feel like there's something more than myself. And mm-hmm. it's it's there's a couple artists on there. I know Seven Lions has a couple tracks that feature on that. You guys may not even know who that is, but it's music that makes me just feel these um, amazing feelings. And I, and I, I actually keep that one close to my chest. Um, but I, I will share at least that artist, but yeah, there's, there's certain artists, there's certain escapes that I have um, that I use to, um, to get me places. Yes, definitely. In terms of music and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard you say this before is that you were actually in an acapella group at one point. <laughs> I was actually an acapella group. I listen to stuff. 
You do, you do. I was actually in an acapella group in college, though. I, I don't know if I'd ever sing for you, but I, 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 I wasn't going to ask you to do okay, that. No, okay, don't okay, worry, okay. don't worry. Because then you might put me on the spot too, and that would just oh, be embarrassing for everybody. Yeah, I'll be like, I'll, I'll do a certain octave if you're going to hit that real deep. Uh, I'll just bow, bow, bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what, what is that experience like then? What was it like being as part of a group, especially for someone that? Uh, has the anxieties that you mentioned, if you're now in a performance aspect, does that kind of fall into the same frame as casting or is that something totally different? Um, I'd say so. I mean, it was, it wasn't, but so serious of a group. Um, we went on for a little bit. Um, in fact, I even was, <laughs> I was a part of a band that never got to have a first gig. Like we did that for a while. Oh, really? We played for, other, we played for small groups of people. Um, so yeah, performing like that, I sort of put myself in a, uh, and yeah, I was a singer in that. I wasn't playing an instrument. Um, I put myself in sort of almost like a caster SK, like you're saying. Yeah, it, it sort of feels, I, I, I sort of shut everything else out and I'm in control of what's going on. I don't, I don't pay attention to anyone else. Um, so in a little bit, in, in, a, in a few ways, it's, it's similar, but um, I would say, I would say not, not too much, but a little, a little bit of the same, a little bit of the same. So, so what is it then being in that kind of like a musical collaboration? I have very, very, aside from like the movie Pitch Perfect and one of my other friends having gone uh, in an acapella group in college as well. And I've heard some stories that way uh, also. But what what is the experience of an acapella singer? What what do you do to practice? What do you do to perform? What do you how do you decide which songs you're going to do? I'm very curious about all of it. No, well, I. Honestly, we had a guy uh, sort of arranging and helping us with that. Because for me, it was it started off as my buddy said, "Okay, you know, I've heard you singing with us. Just come in." And we had a guy sort of arranging the music for us and 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 helping us out and teaching us other parts. I think it, I think it's just um, it was it was a really modular thing, at least for us. Um, and again, we weren't very you know we weren't the most professionals in the world, but it was a very modular thing where the guy arranged it up for us and everybody took their parts and we started started working together, blending it all together, and 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 it went pretty well. Um, but there wasn't anything, you know, too crazy or too unexpected. A lot of, a lot of practices, especially the beginning, just ended up us singing songs together, right? Like it, it didn't, it wasn't anything more than us just singing, you know, like just as much as we want, as much as we wanted, because the real thing, what, what ended up was bonding the most to us was just singing music. You know, we all love to sing. I love to sing because I feel like singing is, is this really, uh, primal human, um, nature to just sort of, uh, express your feelings. And so I, I love the idea of singing, um, and sort of expressing your feelings. Does that put you in a different mindset than when you're just having conversations with people, like as far as expression? Sorry, in, in what sense? In in the sense that, like, when you're when you are singing, when you're expressing yourself in that way, uh, mm-hmm. does it does it activate kind of different parts of your brain for expressing yourself than you would with having just a normal conversation with somebody? I think it feels more raw. I don't think that a conversation, I think that a conversation could feel that way. And I've definitely had conversations that were that raw, but I think singing is a really easy way to get directly to this raw internal, internal feeling, um, which is the same for me with music, like listening to music. Like it's, it's this way of jumping right to the feelings. Um, I think, I think that conversations can have that. I'm not claiming that I have that many of those type of raw conversations with people, or even if I have people that are close enough to me to have um, that level of conversation, but, um, I think that it has the potential, but I would say it's definitely inherently different in the sense that you can get right to feeling what you want to feel. And that's what music and singing has, has done. Um, but like I said, it can definitely be there with, with the right person in the right situation. Um, you can have a really in-depth, uh, you know, soul cutting moment with another, another human in communication. But I think that that takes something special. That's not something you just have in your day to day, uh, conversation. It's certainly not something I'm doing in the middle of Twitch. You know, I, I could never be that vulnerable yeah, in, yeah. The middle of a, in the middle of a stream. You're not going to walk around uh, in public being like buddy, the elf style, just singing random songs. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in a store. <laughs> no, 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh so you're a man of many sides. Uh you wear many different hats, you do many different things. Most people wouldn't say, "Hey, this uh video gaming singing a cappella dude is uh super into fitness and crazy buff and everything." So um at what point did uh fitness really enter your life and be a, a big goal for you? Well, you're going to like this because I don't know if you know this about me, but since you just talked about my many hats. So I played sports through college. Mm. Um, I was uh, I was I, in high school. I played football and baseball. Um, 
and I'd played that since I was a kid. And then I continued playing football through college. And now I won't tell you guys where I played because I don't need people figuring out all kinds of stuff. But I played football <laughs> in, in college. And um, uh, so for me, starting in high school, uh, fitness was important, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, lifting weights uh, became sort of important. Now, what ended up happening was um, after playing football uh, for a little bit, um, I sort of fell off the wagon for lifting. And then one day uh, I just decided, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of, of being out of shape. I've always been in decent enough shape. And so I picked up lifting as a hobby and powerlifting more specifically, as well as doing Olympic lifts. And um, it just became a really big uh, part of my life. Um, you know, it became the new, almost the replacement for doing the athletic uh, running everyday football type thing. Mm. It, it became sort of the new way to express myself physically um, in the world. So you have at this point, so you have your video gaming for your intellectual appetite, you have music for your emotional appetite, and you have lifting for your physical appetite. Yeah. I mean, what's left? <laughs> I mean, you want to know, you want to know all the other, other things? Because God, you don't even know. You I mean, I was, in, I was, uh, I was what captain the football team in high school as well as uh, in the chess club, you know. So that's the kind of person yeah. you're dealing with, you know. Like I was play, I was, and I was damn good at chess. I'll tell you right now, I was one of the top ones in the club. So I was, I was beating the teacher who was a professed chess expert. To so, uh, to, to mirror the similarities even more, started chess club in middle school. Thank you very much. And uh, three sport athlete through high school and uh, a good amount of college as well. So you know, because we have to be more similar. Uh, yeah, going. exactly. 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 I like it. Um, we are going to take some questions from chat. So if you guys have any questions, uh, feel free to ask them at this point. Um, while we're waiting for some of those people to throw their questions in, uh, tell us a little bit about your stream, what you try to do, what you try to focus on, uh, what kind of a, a community you like having over there. Oh, man. Uh, well, let's see. So we, we like to run whatever's fun. We, we play a lot of different games. I consider us a variety stream. Uh, we mix it up. Sometimes we might not feel so variety. Some, some weeks I'm like, man, I'm going to play the crap out of Subnautica and I'm going to play it all week. Uh, but, you know, we try to mix it up. One of my favorite things to do, um, which sometimes I, I, can, I can get away from, and, and this goes back in, uh, to the anxiety thing, is playing indie games. I love beautiful story-driven indie games. It's one of my favorite genres to, uh, to play. Um, uh, but unfortunately sometimes when I'm feeling a little more anxious or stressed, it's easy to go back to games I'm more comfortable with that I know won't rip me open or make me feel anything that I'm not expecting. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I would say generally we're, we're more of a variety stream that, that plays sort of off the cuff. I mean, we just, we just go, we have fun. Um, I like to promote sort of a a relaxed environment. I think everybody knows we get, we get pretty silly. Some of these guys are coming out tonight expecting, you know, uh, maybe some more lewd comments and things like that. We just, (laughs) we have a very open environment and that's to to me, to be completely honest, that's the type of environment I like to to promote. I think that everyone can find a place um, in an environment like that, where you just sort of let everyone know that you have a, a base set of rules, but really at the end of the day, as long as you treat yourself with respect, you treat mm-hmm. others with respect, that's what matters. And um, that's the kind of community really that I, that I want to have. And to be completely honest, and, and most people might not know this, or maybe most people don't feel like this for me as a caster. And for me, the community is what's really important. So it's not just about me as the streamer for me. It, I'm getting something back from you guys. I'm getting the relationships back from you guys. I'm making friends. I'm finding unique and interesting individuals to talk to. I'm finding people that I can get super, super close with um, from Twitch. And that's, that's amazing. And that's really what I'm trying to bring in. I mean, uh, take everything else away. What's really important is can I just get the, as many wonderful as people as I can around me to make me feel, make me feel um, like I'm able to love and be loved in return, I guess. Uh, we have a question from a bit earlier from Pumpkinberry. Uh, Pumpkinberry. Okay. Who uh, listeners might recognize that name as being a previous guest on the podcast as well. Um, in regards to people of like minds finding each other on Twitch, do either of you feel there is a sense of longing or desire to be validated that connects these individuals? Do you feel this played a part in your connection with Twitch as a platform versus something like photography or other social websites? And what to you makes the community stand out? Hmm. I think I completely lost that question in the, in the reading of it. So too long, didn't read it there. She was asking uh, what makes Twitch stand out and what was the the preface to that question? Uh, Mostly in the sense of um, 
of people of like minds finding each other, uh, do you find that there's a sense of longing or desire to be validated that connects people within the community? Oh, that's an interesting one. I personally, so we'll get into more of a little personal philosophy on this one, at sure. least from my point, my point of view, I think, I think for the longest time when I was younger, I used to have problems with validation um, because I would see people need to be validated. And I was more of a cynic when I was younger and I would, I would see people and I would say, I can't stand the fact that you need to feel validated constantly. Um, but, but as I grew and I realized some things and I sort of worked some things out, I realized I do the same thing every day. My, I, I, I want to be validated, but it, it's just not the same way as these other people. And so I think that inherently, if, you know, if I'm having some real talk about it, I think we all want to be validated in some way, shape or form. Um, so I don't know if that's necessarily unique to Twitch, but I think there is definitely a, a stronger sense of validation, uh, a need to feel accepted. But like I said, from a people perspective, I, I honestly think we all need it in our own way, shape and form. It doesn't matter what it is. Some people need really um, obvious forms of validation and some people's validation is a little more subtle or it seems a little more subtle according to society standards. But I don't think any of us are, are um, you know, free from the the need to feel loved and feel wanted. Um, and I think it's so, and, and that's the thing I've come to realize that it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to feel like you need someone else. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Hmm. Is there uh, any, any sense of validation you get from coming onto Twitch and having an audience there waiting for you? Is, is, is that fulfilling a certain need for you as well? Um, not that I have people waiting for me. In fact, that puts expectations on me, but the reason I do it aside from those expectations that maybe give me a little anxiety is because it gives me a feeling of community and it gives me a feeling of family. Like I said, um, you know, not to get too deep into my history, but I growing up being a man who wore different hats, as you put it, um, I've never felt accepted to mm -hmm. be completely honest. I've never felt like I had my place. I always felt like I was floating around between everything and I never, really belonged anywhere and um to find a community that cares about me and says such nice things and tells me that they generally enjoy spending time with me it's really nice to feel like i found somewhere that i'm actually accepted and that i actually belong so in a lot of ways twitch feels like home to me it feels like family you know and so that's what i that's why i come out um because because of that feeling um not necessarily because you know, having a certain number of people uh, make me feel feel better, but 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 feeling like I'm a part of something and a part of a community makes me feel makes me feel um, validated in, in certain ways. Uh, there was a question here. I don't remember exactly who asked it, but someone was asking about techniques or healthy coping mechanisms that you had mentioned. You have developed some things for dealing with your uh, general anxiety over the years that have kind of helped you out a little bit. What are some of those things? Mm. Um, so you know. Uh, first off, anybody who doesn't exercise, I highly recommend exercise as a way to relieve stress, anxiety, and a lot of things. I think you guys have all heard that, but I highly recommend it. There's a big difference between, um, you know, knowing that and then really, you know, living it or feeling it. It, it doesn't take much. Just, just go for a nice run. Um, you will feel a lot better. I can tell a difference between the days that I take a nice hard run, even if that's the only run I took all week, like it feels great. And so it's, there's instant uh, satisfaction. And I, and I tell you, it, it really helps with some of your, um, your, your more mental type issues, especially, be, and, and you know, it's, it's scientific, right? That, that type of thing helps, helps with hormone production. It helps stabilize hormones, um, or, or, or certain levels. And so it's always a good idea to exercise. Um, aside from that, um, I would say that there's just certain mindsets or certain philosophies that I've fallen into. It's, it's hard to, um, sort of qualify what they are, but I'd say I've accepted, I've adopted sort of more of an open-minded Zen type uh, philosophy in my life um, mm -hmm. where sort of just everything, you know, there's, there's no, as much as I can tell myself and convince myself, there is no reason to be stressed. Everything that happens just is it, it, it's, it's, it's beyond my control. And so I take, I take the moment I'm in and I say, okay, it's not the optimum moment but how can I make the optimum of this moment? Mm -hmm. um, you know, how can I get the most enjoyment out of what's left? Okay. I don't have to have achieved exactly what I wanted to in this second. I don't have to have, um, 
you know, handled the situation or maybe I'm not in the best situation, but I'm in this situation. It is what is now. How do I go from here into a situation that's that's optimum? And so that's sort of um, kind of one of the mindsets I would say that I use a lot um, when dealing dealing with issues. The the all right, here I am. What's next? Well, I think it's good to to get that stuff out and share it because I imagine a lot of people, uh, myself included, deal with some forms of anxiety, and it's it's something that these online communities can really uh, have a open dialogue about, and people feel a lot more like you have you have a wonderful community, not even just on uh, Twitch itself, but if people are unfamiliar with Discord, which is a uh, community, uh, I don't know if I want to call it a tool, an app, a community app. Um, that's unlike regular social networks where it's really conversation based and you can have some really open and wonderful conversations there. You have a very active one. You've created one that mirrors your stream where mm. people feel safe to go in there and kind of talk about these things. Sorry, if there was a question there, I missed there was it, not. I, I was okay, just okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, completely, I completely agree. And I think that that's I think that I think that that's just another outlet of the community. And to me, Discord is just a nice uh extension or a place for the community to be when the stream's not going live because twitch i can only go live but so many hours in the day or so many days of the week mm -hmm. so discord is a nice place for everyone to hang out and um sort of continue that feeling of of community and and the thing i would love to see more and, and this is like my little like my little shout out while i'm i'm here and live for for anybody who's from my channel or your channel too because we're a very close-knit community is that i'd love to see you guys doing more stuff together even even when i can't be around because it really is nice when i see you guys gaming with each other or doing stuff because mm -hmm. like i said i don't you know people will be like oh sk you know you're you're the streamer and it's like what i just feel i just want to be a part of the community you know i i don't want to come i want to come home one night and see you guys playing games with each other it makes me happy it makes me feel like the community I just that's that's my real desire that kind of thing you know? yeah to be like a facilitator a unifying force yeah and i and i don't i don't necessarily have to you know i could be like the the catalyst but i don't want to be the driver we should the community should drive itself I, I would love to see more of that i think that that's would be wonderful absolutely uh question from mc hammer bro when it comes to gaming on twitch and engaging your community do you find more fun in story-driven games or action-driven games oh well, that's that's interesting. I think for me, um, I enjoy um, story-driven games. I'm mm -hmm. a sucker for story. I'm a sucker for music. God, I can't tell you. You get me a game with some good music in it. Of course, again, with my interest in music, I will gasm until the cows come home, man. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot handle it. Um, but so I would say story-driven is is definitely um, my strong strong suit. My home action is fun. I, as you guys know, I'm I. I'm halfway decent at, at first person shooter style games or, or competitive type games. Um, but when it comes to like enjoyment for streaming and for Twitch, uh, being able to sit down to a really deep game and get intellectual with my chat and talk about philosophical things, that is that there is no other feeling like that on Twitch for me to be able to spend my time sharing my thoughts and gathering other people's thoughts on, on, on a, uh, on, um, sort of this sort of the story and so, sort of uh you know how they perceive the world works which i find fascinating um <laughs> of course this question would come in from lark uh lark just like in the actor studio i guess i have to read it in a similar sense what's your favorite cuss word what is my favorite cuss word am i allowed to say a cuss word on this you can stream? say I anything you want on here uh i would say i don't really have a uh favorite cuss word but i uh I find the word fuck delicious just because you can at the end very sharply. And, uh, <laughs> I find it to be one of the more uh, satisfying things in life. Oh, my. Oh, my. And uh, it's just a word that you can use in many different ways uh, to express many different feelings, thoughts, ideas, anything you want. It is a good word. It is uh, one of the best words, if not it's, the best word. You can use it everywhere. You need it. All you need is really that word. <laughs> Um, one thing I don't hear you talk about a lot is your interest as far as like other media goes, like TV and movies. Like I hear you talk about movies a little bit, um, but I'm curious personally, what are what are some of your uh, go to like fave movies and whatnot? Oh, my goodness. Fave movies. OK, so movies, um, you know, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I prefer uh, again, I think this extends over to the game world, but I prefer a, a good story. You know, I like I like movies um, that that. I find interesting um, or fascinating. So um, some movies uh, like 
you know, I also really like um, fantasy as well. And, and sometimes even abstract type stuff. I, and so I think I'm going to name some, some weird ones here, but of course, Harry Potter, you know, mm-hmm. that's an easy one, but I, I love um, how magical that type of world. So Harry Potter and uh, Lord of the Rings are obvious favorites. Um, and then from there, you know, things like things that make me think, you know, the, the, the movie, the fountain is a, is, is, is a really good movie um, with Hugh Jackman. Um, I tend to watch a lot of movies like that. Uh, was it real big fish? That was a, that oh was a God, big fish! Yeah, Tim oh, big fish. Sorry, not real big fish. It's okay, a, real big fish. You're still music focused. That's all. Music, music focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fish, big fish. Sorry, Tim <laughs> Burton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, uh, Green Mile. I really like Green. Oh Mile. God, yeah. I think it's funny. Uh, Stephen King uh, is known for his um, horror stuff, mm-hmm. but my favorite things from him are uh, Shawshank and Green Mile, and it's not really you know in the movie form. Not very. Uh, not very. I 100% agree. Which is which is funny, you know, just just the fact that he's known as sort of a horror author, but then he has these wonderful movie adaptations out there that are really memorable for me. Totally. Do you binge on any particular TV shows or? Um, you know, I watch a lot of things. Uh, I, again, I, I tend to uh, stick to sometimes the more intellectual, but when it comes to binging, um, uh, <laughs> I watch a lot, especially at night when I can't sleep. Uh, Futurama and Bob's Burgers. Yeah. So I do a lot of the animated. Uh, <laughs> The animated tile, t- tile uh, style stuff, and um, I don't know. I, I tend to, I tend to like it again. Jack of all trades. I like a lot of stuff. I have a broad uh, range of things I like. I, you know, I, I like I like anime, man. I, I enjoy me some anime. Uh, I enjoy cartoons. I enjoy um, documentaries. Um, God, man, I, I don't know if there's there's not much I don't enjoy. I, I, I tend to find that my mind is such an agreeable thing. I can find pretty much in any genre and it's like that's that's probably why in music it's the same way i, mm-hmm. I have i like such a, a a breadth of genres because i i don't know i just find beauty if i if i find beauty in and it's for me you know in my discord we have a beauty channel just because that's the kind of thing i like whatever sure. whatever sets me on fire it doesn't matter what the the labeling is because i think labeling is something i i would argue against in general anyway uh in society and the, and so to me it doesn't matter the label it's it's how does it make me feel and and so i think that i have it's hard to it's hard to explain you know sort of the the breadth of, of what i'm into but i would say those are some of my favorites um and definitely some of my more bingey things I can see why Futurama would definitely be up there as far as one of your favorite shows goes, just because it goes from goofy to like super deep and serious within like a heart plank. There, there are a couple episodes of Futurama that just will destroy you. Oh, absolutely. It's it's a really um, that's one. It's like to me, I know it's not underrated on the community, but I feel it's like a, an, of the animated shows. It's really underrated. Um, there is, you know, it, like you said, it has its stupid jokes, just like any animated show, but it, there's a lot of depth there. There's a lot of, um, uh, story and a lot of, um, a lot of topics you can really identify on a person at a personal level, as well as, um, interesting topics. You know, they make some of the jokes they make are references to quantum physics and mm-hmm. things like that, which I already enjoy physics uh, at a theoretical level as a hobby for me. So I love hearing some of these interesting scientific jokes as well. So, um, being someone that has uh, a creational, a creationist, creationist, uh, <laughs> kind of technological brain being a programmer and such, uh, have you ever thought about going into game design or creating a video game? I, I have a little bit, um, not, not, not too much though. It's, it's hard. I, I, Video game design, if you know anything about it, is it's very intensive, mm-hmm. and it would it would take I, it would take all my time. I wouldn't be able to twitch. I wouldn't be able to do anything else. It would take a lot of time. It's a very intensive process uh, by itself. So um, while I've thought briefly about it, I normally turn it down in the, in, in sort of a all right, SK, you can't even do uh, some of these small tasks. You 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 want to have time for it. You, you don't need to take on a task that's going to absorb your whole life because you'll, you'll never do it and you'll just halfway do it. So when it comes to, when it comes to that, I, I don't, um, but I do, I do appreciate that you sort of said it. Cause I do have sort of that mindset. You know, I used to um, for a while I was trying to make music. I was playing around with uh, producing uh, music. So uh, I do like that sort of idea of creating things, but um, unfortunately most of the time I just sort of find other uses for my time. Mm. 
in a world that would cater to your needs to allow like the perfect conditions for you to create one and uh, minimal effort on your part. Is there a game that you would kind of aim to make? Is there a certain type of uh, like maybe either based on the type of gameplay that you like or the fact that you like to analyze games and would maybe want to make something deep or would you want to keep it kind of light or have you given that any thought whatsoever? I would probably make a game that's an adventure with me and maybe a little companion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably take us on a journey that was a sort of about myself and sort of about life via metaphor and via, um, I don't know, just the situations would be sort of um, a metaphor for life, I guess. So um, you'd make never alone is what you're saying. Essentially similar, <laughs> sim- similar, similar to never alone, but um, it would be, it would be a little more three um, D than that than, than a two uh, D sort of side moving uh adventure little game yeah but but yeah that's sort of along the lines would we get little video clip snippets of uh, a young sk growing up in some home movies and whatnot uh, yeah <laughs> yes 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 and, uh, yeah exactly you would get you would even get the subtitles but it would only be because i was four years old and i was like i love ninja turtles you know? <laughs> so, uh, um another question from lark if you could be anyone else living or dead who would you want to be and why I don't see that's a tough one though because I feel like saying who would you want to be already I I think in your mindset I can already answer for you you wouldn't want to be anyone else necessarily let's change it to who would you want to meet get out of my head yeah I I wouldn't want to be anybody he's you're right about that I don't I like to think about life and um I don't just I just it yeah, yeah. I guess it is is partially due to my mindset. I just don't. I just don't feel the desire to be someone else. I, you know, I think that a trillion upon trillion things happen to get me where I am, and I'm very happy where I am, even if it's not perceived as the most optimal. I'm, I'm very comfortable with the person I am. I wouldn't want to have to adjust that and and be someone else. Um, so so you're you're right in that sense. Um, who would I want to meet? Honestly, uh, just a couple of people in the Twitch fam, to be completely honest. Yeah, I don't mean that to be in a cheesy way, but there's a couple people I would like to spend some time with. So, well, you, you, we're meeting right now, so that's that's handled. Oh, already. is this a date? Okay. This is a date. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I didn't tell you. I wore oh my, my nice God, Dragon Ball Z T-shirt. I would have done my hair, you know, and then still thrown a beanie on top. But same, same, same. Okay. okay. Um, uh, <laughs> one of the things you mentioned earlier was finding friends on Twitch and stuff, and really forming those like really personal, deep connections with people. Um, I'm curious if there have been instances where uh, that's kind of backfired, and you've gotten like really close to people, and you got really vulnerable, and there was something that made you kind of recoil. From that, and you don't have to get into a specific example or specific people, but uh, maybe how that kind of affects your mindset when you're when a community is centered around you in a way. Mm, yeah, I think every now and then um, that that can that can occur. I think there's definitely been some examples where I think I okay. Little thing about me, all right. I'm I'm an IJ. If you guys don't know, I that's the type of person I am, and so I tend to be a very emotional. If you don't know what that means, I'm a very emotionally attached person, and I have very very strong connections uh, to a person or persons uh, at all times, and um, and so I tend to overreach. I tend to overreach, which ends up even without the other person's input, I tend to backpedal myself because I'm like, oh my god, why are you so attached to this person? You can't be this attached to this person. What if they don't even like you that much, you know? And so I, I tend to do that. But there's been a couple occurrences where, um, you know, I, I overextended too far or I found that, the you know, the person was sort of not the person I thought they were. Mm. So I, I've definitely I've definitely dealt with my share of that. Um, I think that's just part of, of, of opening yourself up and being a little vulnerable. The, the problem is that then after those situations occur, um, you feel you feel more anxious when it comes to the social interactions with the next person that you want to get close with. You get really, um, I don't know, you project all the problems you've ever had. You sort of project all the anxieties that you've had from some of these uh, failed relationships or, or other things. And you, and you think, you know, you start to think, you always think the negative, especially in an anxious mind, mm-hmm. you always think the negative. Think, 
you know, this person doesn't like me that much. They don't want to really spend time with me. You know, they're just busy or they're sorry. They're just distracting themselves. They're just doing something that is leading me to overvalue my, my relationship with this person. And sometimes I just have to tell myself to shut the F up. You know, I'm like, all right, listen, you're never going to be able to carry on a healthy relationship. If you can't, you know, shut your, shut your brain up SK. So just shut up. And so I, I deal with that constantly, you know, trying to, to have the balance of, of, of my internal anxieties as well as still being able to, to bond with people in a meaningful way. Mm. Oh, I completely 100% understand that for sure. Um, mm -hmm. uh, a question from our resident historian, Vermigs. Ooh. He asks, of course, who is your favorite historical figure and why? Who is my favorite historical figure and why? It's funny. Uh, would he get mad at me if I said I didn't really like history that much? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm I'm totally kidding. I actually I actually enjoy history. But as far as my favorite uh, historical historical figure, that's actually a tough one. I don't. I have this problem with like picking my favorite in things. Mm. Um, and that's just a general a general problem. You ask me what my favorite artist is, and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have thirty answers for you. Sure. It's, it's it's really tough for me to to because I again being sort of that person who. Uh, takes everything in an open way. I think, well, you know, this person's great for this, and, and this person's great for this, and I can never work out who's, you know, who would ever be my favorite because I'm like, well, that doesn't. The word favorite doesn't really make sense to me. That that person just is what they are. And, and actually, I don't want to transition off the comment, but that's how I handle, you know, sort of relations in life, relationships in life too. Nowadays, is is that people just are who they are. There, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't try to pick a favorite. I don't try. They just, it just is, I guess. And so. Oh man, favorite. That's that's. I I tend to I would say. I would say that I don't want well, to. I won't. I won't give you a favorite, but my favorites would be some some. Um, I would say like uh, philosophers. I would say some of my favorite uh, people are, are philosophers: Aristotle, Socrates, uh, things like that. Some some of the more some of the psychologists, which. I don't. I wouldn't say they're philosophers by nature, but they open up. You know, like uh, Carl Jung, they open up a lot of questions to the philosopher once sure. they start talking about some of the way the brain works and things like that. So I would say it would be in that vein, but I don't really have a favorite. That makes sense. I like Carl Sagan a lot. Yeah. There you go. Take that one, Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan. There you go. That's who. I, that's who I'd want to meet too. Oh well, then that just covers so many bases in one answer right there. He seemed like a good guy. Uh, so instead of favorites, it's more about kind of like what, what satisfies you at a given mood. Uh, I know for sure music is that way. I mean, if someone were to say, I'm not like a huge music buff like you are, but if, if someone were to ask me what my favorite song was, I'd be like, well, how do I feel right now? And I'll let you know based on, based on this current moment, because I can't do it overall. There's just too many. Exactly. And that's exactly what it is. It's situational. And so I think, I think that the idea of picking a favorite falls in line with my idea of labels. It's the same thing to me. It's there. It, it doesn't make sense. It's a, it's a, it's a stupid question because not so no offense mix, but it's a, you know, <laughs> like what does the word favorite mean? Like, I, you know, like yeah. it doesn't, to me, that doesn't make sense. You yeah. Know? It's, it seems like a forced label. What are your, uh, what are your aspirations with Twitch? Like I know some people, some people are on there for business reasons. Some people are on there um to be entertainers uh you mentioned having a community that you support and also supports you in a different way but do you have do you have like monetary aspirations business aspirations or is it purely just to go on there and have a good time eh, not really i think it's to have a good time and build a community i i would say that i would definitely work towards being bigger always mm -hmm. But um, for me, it's not really that. I, I think that there's certainly ways I could be have grown a lot more than I have now. But to me, I still have a nine to five job. If you guys don't know that about me, I work all day. I like to take streaming more casually so that I'm not pulling my hair out. And to me, it's about the community first. If we grow, we grow. And so I would enjoy very much being a full-time streamer. I would say that. But I don't push myself towards that because that's a really hard goal, first of all. Mm -hmm. Um, that may be unreasonable anyway. And um, I just, I'm just not that stressed about it. It just doesn't bother me. It doesn't keep me up at night. I, I, I'd rather, I'd rather use that energy um, on other things um, like gaming with friends or, or, or finding new music or doing something else. And so I just sort of let streams be off the cuff and, and have fun. And I'm certain that we could be bigger than we are now, but I'm very happy with the fact that we have a nice community and a nice group of people. And um, for now I'm comfortable you know, sort of growing in that natural organic type way. 
as we are getting close to our hour here, um, I, I'm going to wrap things up with one super important question that I need to have answered because it's very important to me. I know you said you don't uh, really want to identify favorites, but I have to know what's your favorite kind of pop tart. <laughs> this is funny for us and nobody else. Nobody else. Well, Geek Gen, if you come on down to geekgeneration.com or twitch.tv slash the geek generation, you get my favorite type of pop tarts here. Get your favorite type of Pop-Tarts. That'd be cherry Pop-Tarts, fresh and hot and delicious. It's a fine howdy do in your mouth, I'll tell you that much. Oh, That's twitch.tv slash the geek generation, guys. Follow now. I love it. That is exactly what I wanted. Thank you so much for appeasing me. <laughs> That was just for you. That was only because of you. Thank you so much. Um, guys, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for tuning in live on Twitch. Um, SK, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much for hanging out for me, with me for the last thanks. hour. Uh, for everything else we do, guys, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can watch live podcasts, cooking, and gaming at twitch.tv slash thegeekgeneration. Like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration and follow at Geek Generation on Twitter. You can support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Send your emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. For those of you who can't see SK, he's getting uh, getting down right now with the sunglasses and whatnot. And SK, where can people uh, check you out on Twitch and find out more stuff about you? Well, I have this uh, personal camps. No, no, no. <laughs> Twitch.tv Twitch slash silence underscore night. You can come on down. Join the community. We have a lovely Discord you can get from there as well if you'd like to do that. But that's about it. I'm also on Twitter at uh, this our sky. Be my ad. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for joining me. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I had a great time, man. I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, we will see all you guys soon with more geeky stuff. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you later. Make it so.